Hello, and welcome to Talk Social to Me. I'm your host, Mackenzie, and today Ben and I are doing a huge long catch-up on everything that's been going on in social media news recently, from Meta doing whatever Meta does, and to Elon Musk just really changing the game over at X. That is the kindest way that I can put it. We really hope you enjoy this episode, and instead of me just chattering on at the beginning, let's just dive right into it. Hello, Ben. How are you today? I am great, Mackenzie. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. The sun is shining in London today, and I'm that's put me in such a good mood. That's 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 big. That's big. So yeah, that's, that's good to hear. Well, with the changing, like the clocks changed back, and so I've been completely thrown off this entire week just because one hour has completely screwed me up. But it's been brighter in the morning, but now okay. it's getting dark at four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, and so just that like little bit of sunshine is. I didn't realize how much I needed it. Yeah, we're getting that. I believe it's sometime this week. I think it's the fifth of November. So, uh, well, there you yeah, go. Because it's. I noticed last night I went and picked up food and I came home and I fe- I felt like it was way later than it was and it was like six o'clock and it was yeah. dark. I was like, what the heck's going on? Yeah, I went. I went to meet up a fr- with a friend on Monday, and it was four p.m. and went, like yeah, and it was already like dark. And I was like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> depressing. 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 But- but at least we have some sun today and we've got some social media news. We have so much social media news today. And, and do, unless you have a Flix tip, I think we should just get right on into it. Let's get right into it. So first things first, Instagram is releasing so many new features. But before we get into the features, I want to talk about the fact that Instagram is now kind of doing something similar to what Twitter, or sorry, X, has done. And they are releasing paid subscriptions. So you can actually pay money to use Instagram without any advertising. That's interesting. You just did a longest, like long pause. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I I, I was thinking about that from a user's perspective on on YouTube. I feel like the ads are far more of a hindrance in your consumption. Mm -hmm. When it comes to Instagram, I almost kind of like Instagram ads. Yeah, I don't mind them. No, would I I like there to be less? Absolutely, I think we all would. But in terms of, I don't think I'd pay for that. No, and so they, the reason that they did it is because there are new EU laws that got passed that basically people who are younger than eighteen should be able to like have a say in what kind of advertising that they get, and obviously like data collection, all that kind of stuff. So they officially launched their paid subscription in the EU. And to me, it feels a bit like a test for them overall, because obviously it's so populated to the EU that if they get enough people wanting to pay, I don't know, I think it it starts at $9.99 a month and goes up to, I think, $12.99 a month. Okay. But I feel like if they get enough people in the EU actually willing to pay that, I'm sure they're going to release it elsewhere because I I don't see how they couldn't. Yeah, they would never say say no to to money. I, I just can't. I, I'm a paid YouTube subscriber or whatever, so I get YouTube free. without ads. Well, sorry, I don't say me free. Yeah, 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 not free, but without ads. <laughs> and I'll, I'll probably say stay subscribed to that forever. But that's because of how annoying some YouTube ads are. It's so easy to get away from an Instagram ad. Yeah, you can you just scroll right by it. Yeah, so I don't I don't know how success how powerful or uh, how successful that would be, but. Interesting to watch. And I guess that makes sense. Try it there because they kind of have to and then see its success rate. But I can't see that being successful. How about you? 
I don't think so. And also, I feel like they'd get way more money from like straight advertising than they would just a couple of users paying twelve ninety nine a month. But that's just me. Yeah, I haven't seen the back end economics of this, but <laughs> I will say that the YouTube Premium is a very sticky service. A lot of people that get it, they stick with it forever. So I, I don't know, but again, it's just such a different experience. So we'll, we'll have to keep an eye on that one. Yeah, we definitely will be. But Meta did announce that it does believe in an ad-supported internet and claims that the subscription is only because they were trying to work in the guidelines of the EU. But again, we don't know if this is going to be something that they release elsewhere because they're seeing so many people come in and actually willing to pay money to not see ads. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see I can't stick on that well, but good, good luck, Instagram. <laughs> good luck. So other things that, that they have been releasing, they are actually working on something like a nearby feed, which if you're familiar with Snapchat back in the day, or even I think TikTok has been working on something similar as well, Yeah, where like the stories at the top, there's going to be a nearby stories now, mm. which highlights content from users that are close to you. So users and or brands and businesses that are close to your proximity you can view their stories and see what's going on around you. That's really cool. I like. I actually like that a lot because I've been using living in a big city like you do too. I've been. Like I use TikTok all the time to try to find stuff. Yes. And so I think Instagram is missing out on a huge part of that. So if this can yes. make that a little better, then I think that could be great. Well, and it's kind of like they have that. And what I I use it a lot, and I I know a lot of my friends still don't realize it's a thing. But the maps inside of Instagram, when you click like a business or if you click a location and it brings up that map inside of it. Mm -hmm. And I use that a lot. And I will actually click on the different stories or the different posts in, within that app. So having that straight in your home feed where it's at the top and you can quickly click it, mm -hmm. I think that's going to be so beneficial to a lot of small businesses that are trying to reach new people. Yeah, I think that that's huge and just underlines the importance of social for, for brands and businesses. And uh, yeah, I, I think people can get very creative with these kind of things. So I'm always pro these kinds of features. Yeah. I just think it gives you more tools to grow your business, especially if you're good. Well, and this could be something, and I know we've talked about this previously, but we've always talked about how it's a myth that using your stories is going to help you grow on Instagram in particular, because mm. your stories only go to the people that are following you. So yes. why are you focusing so heavily on stories all the time if you think that's going to help you grow? Because it doesn't. However... Using this your stories for this, it will be helpful to help you grow if and when they release it. What I also think could be a really cool byproduct of this is it could improve the quality of stories. Yes. Because right now it's just such throwaway stuff where people just, and because like, people think they need to post six a day, so they just spam it. So most people's stories I just skip through because I, especially if, I, if I've been conditioned to know that this person usually posts like 12 a day and they're not that interesting Exciting. or urgent, yeah. <laughs> yeah, then maybe this could up the quality of that. Absolutely. So I think I'm really excited about this feature. I hope it releases everywhere soon. I know that still it's an update. I know not everybody has it and I know it's still kind of being tested, but I do think it's a feature that a lot of people are going to really like. Yeah, that's cool. The next one is video notes. So they've realized that people like not, I don't know. I, I don't know if you use notes inside of Instagram. Do you? I very infrequently. I actually, that's really ironic. I posted one of my first ones ever the other day and it was just, have you seen that that viral video? Can I get a oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so I just put that on my notes. Can I get a oh yeah. And, and just, just for fun because I had never posted one. So, so no, I don't often. But did you get any interactions with it? Yeah, I got five people that replied so far. 
Well, I mean, that's five people that probably wouldn't have replied, <laughs> right? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Instagram, I guess, is noticing that a lot of younger people are really liking the notes feature. So yes. they're starting to really focus heavily on making new features within the notes. So you'll now be able to add selfie videos to your notes to increase engagement. So I guess if you don't want to throw a video in stories, you can add it to your notes. I just another place to add content. I, it's that one. I kind of think that defeats the purpose of a note because the note's supposed to be something just like super quick and really low weight. Well, yep. I feel like if you put your face on there, that totally changes the whole dynamic of that. Apparently they think it's going to help to increase engagement, but I don't see how it, how is that different than a story? I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't understand. I think, I don't think but, they've fully thought this one through. <laughs> but to, to put like to even counteract my own point, younger generation they operate so differently online. Like, they they actually really. I'm gonna ask my sister because she's 20 and so she's like right in the thick of Snapchat. Yep. I'm gonna ask her if she would like that because she'll probably be excited. Like they they. I don't, I can't follow it, but they love that stuff. So they'll probably enjoy it. We sound so old. We sound like a boomer, but <laughs> I, I'm okay with sounding like a boomer when their usage patterns are, are just like crazy. Like they're so different to how we consume. It's so different. Like they use, they, they love Snapchat, but they don't even really communicate via Snapchat. They just send photos of their faces. It's crazy. Like all the time. Yeah. I've, I've sat down with my friend's sister and I was just like, I just want to watch you Snapchat. Well, yes, like, yes. I just want to see how you do this. And she would just like send a photo of her foot. And then her friend would like send a thumbs up. And I was just like, so what does that this mean? It. And she was like, oh, I'm just letting her know that this is where I'm at. And she was saying, okay, cool. That's like, even... What? <laughs> that's more communication than I even see from my sister. Cause, And I'll ask her questions being like, do you know that person? She's like, no. I'm like... <laughs> Then why do they need a face a picture of your forehead? Like what? <laughs> and she never even thought that it was strange until I actually described it to her. So think yeah. about like they're all operating the same way where they're they just think that's the norm. So this actually might be a really useful feature for them. Well, there we go. It's it's now going to be added along with reactions. So similar to reactions that you can do on stories, you'll now be able to do quick reactions on notes. Okay, that makes some sense to me. Yes, but I, but I thought the real magic of it was the opportunity to start conversations. A, yeah, yeah, and and to do that, I think that uh, yeah, they just keep lowering the bar. <laughs> yeah, but maybe like a flame emoji is what people are just how people want to react and interact I, with each other. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> For next episode, I'll talk to my sister and uh, I'll oh my god, we should interview her. <laughs> that would actually be so funny because actually she's trying to be a creator too, so it would be really interesting to get their yeah. habits and everything. let's get her on and ask her questions about gen z that would actually be hilarious i'll ask her <laughs> the other ones are sticker creation so you can mm -hmm. now create your own stickers with your create stickers with your own photos and throw them on stories which i feel like is something that they've been working hard on and now it's fully released and then That's the last cool. one which i think is a great one for them to have is you can now add polls to the comment section of both your reels and in your feed post. That's nice. That I like that. I think you can do to, for more actual interaction. I really, really like. And I also loved that this is obviously not super new, but the Instagram comment sections now that you can add GIFs or GIFs or whatever yeah, yeah, is, yeah. is crazy. Like it's nuts. And I think that was a long awaited feature. So I, I like that too. Yeah, I love that. I also, I feel like with the poll feature, you can have a really 
clever, interesting CTA in mm-hmm. your caption yeah. and then have them vote in the poll below. So that gets you even more engagement from your post. Anything, yeah, more engagement and then also more opportunities to build connection and also show your personality too. I really like that. Yeah, for sure. And then actually I have one more feature. <laughs> you can now collaborate with others on a carousel post, which I think was a huge thing that a lot of people were wanting. You couldn't do that before? No, you can only do it on static post or reels. Or reels. Okay. That well, <laughs> that seems like a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah. So carousel posts, you can now collaborate with multiple people. So yeah, those are kind of the new features from Instagram. I This was one of the first times in a long time that they've released some At interesting many. features and there's things that feel like it's happening on Instagram again. <laughs> Yeah, no, 100%. And kind of to throw in a rogue uh, flicks tip yes. related to the uh, to the carousel collaboration ability now. A big, huge hack right now on TikTok, or sorry, on, on Instagram, and I'm sure you've seen this even unknowingly, is that people are basically putting a thumbnail as the first slide as an introduction to the video. Reason being, if someone is really interested from the thumbnail, they'll slide and watch it. You just got more time spent on the post. Oh. But if they, if they only scroll past the the first slide, it'll show up again in their feed later as just the video. Interesting. So you, so you get two opportunities with that post by simply adding a thumbnail image to get reach and traction. Okay. So it's being it's being used all over IG with tremendous success. So next time you're scrolling, look for it. Okay, it's just got like a thumbnail slide and then a swipe and it's real or a video. That's why they're doing that. Okay. I love that. I'm I honestly I haven't noticed that, but now I'm probably gonna see it the You'll next see time it. I open my phone. <laughs> yeah, no hundred percent. Cause it is working quite effectively because of that second attempt that you get for their attention. Yeah, that's really fascinating. I like that. TikTok, because there's always something going on with TikTok. They have announced TikTok in the mix. So basically their world music experience from TikTok yeah. and their world domination for the music scene is definitely in full effect. I'm still waiting for the TikTok music app that they've been hinting at for, I think, two years now at this point. So would that be an alternative to Spotify and Apple Music? Yeah. So they basically, I think it was either two years ago or last year, they announced, well, they had a patent for TikTok music that they were going to build their own app that musicians could come on and it could be a fully streaming platform for musicians. But it's still being hinted at. It still hasn't been released. But I feel like with TikTok in the mix, which is basically the home of music discovery and the place where creativity and collaboration thrive, to celebrate the joy of music on TikTok, they are proud to announce in the mix the music experience from TikTok. It's the first of its kind live global music event. I have a feeling that they are going to announce their music streaming app at this thing. That would be, and I know obviously TikTok wants to take over the entire world, but that yeah. seems like a tough thing to break into because most, where I go to, and it could definitely work, but most of the people deciding on which paid streaming app they go with, it's decided by like the parents typically. And so like, I don't know, are they the ones calling this? Like, would they care that much to use a TikTok version? Like, I don't know. I think that because TikTok has started so many different musicians and have made so many different musicians go viral. And basically you either, you can make it if you get a viral song on TikTok. I think Absolutely. this is going to be huge. Yeah. I, I, my only concern is if it's paid, that, that's my only yeah. thing. No, that's absolutely, I totally understand that. And I completely agree. I don't know how it couldn't be paid though, if they want yeah. to pay the artist, especially with Spotify now announcing 
that they aren't going to pay small musicians if they don't hit a certain number of streams next year. They just okay. won't be paying. So I feel like that is pretty much an opportune time for TikTok to come in and be like, hey, we're releasing our own platform. This is how much we're paying creators. Come on over. And I think it's going to be huge if they can do it right. No, that's really interesting. That's kind of the, the perfect intersection because that's they've been a launching pad for small artists. So that really is also a good narrative for them to say, we'll also pay you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, some of the headliners, they have Cardi B, they have Niall Horan, they have Sorry if I said that name wrong because I don't know how to say his last name. Um, Anita and then Charlie Puth. So it's going to be big. It's going to be the first of its kind. Like I said, it's a live global music event. So it'll be interesting Interesting to see how they do it and what comes of it and what... Because you know they're going to be doing some major announcements as this thing. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see for sure. But I have never understood live. people who like pay f to watch live performances no, of I, I don't get that at all obviously i'm again this is another boomer moment because look at taylor swift and how successful yes. that was yeah but to me that is insane that you're gonna pay to watch an artist how is that any different from listening to it on spotify it's it's so strange to me because and like i watch i have watched concerts on yeah. my computer and on my okay. tv but I've never paid for it. I usually, yeah. just, I'm like, oh, I wonder how that performance was. Or if somebody has talked about a certain performance, I'll be like, oh, I'll just watch it. Yeah. But I don't see myself ever paying money to watch something on a screen. I can kind of get it for the Taylor Swift thing because they, they want to be around other Swifties. Like that part I get. But people who yeah. buy it at home, I, I've never, I've never even considered that. No. And I also get the Taylor Swift side of it where... It is for people who couldn't afford to go to the live shows, and Just so ninety nine percent of the world. <laughs> yeah, and so they that that's the opportunity to bring them in and get them to see it. But we will be talking. And this is like a hint for our a future episode. We will be talking about the Taylor Swift marketing effect very soon, which I'm really excited to be talking about with you because we both have opinions. There's been more and more content coming out of the likelihood of of like many many deep. Whole, like deep, deep rooted things. So yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. So that's a future episode. If you're listening to this and you're curious, we will be talking about that soon. But yeah, so TikTok in the mix will, it'll be fascinating to watch. For yeah. Sure. 100%. And then Threads. It is having a major moment again. Is it? For some reason it is. Okay. Explain I say for me. some reason. I think it's because Obviously, Twitter X, it feels very chaotic at the moment. There's new things being released all the time. There's new subscriptions being released. Last week, they announced two new subscriptions. One is one is the Premium Plus, where for $16 a month, you'll get the perks that come with being a subscriber. So you can edit tweets, blue check marks, encrypted, all that kind of stuff. But you'll also have no ads full access to all the creator tools and then you get a massive boost in your for your replies mm. and the other plan is the cheapest plan which is three dollars a month but you don't get anything with that except a very tiny boost in your replies okay but nothing else so you pay basically three dollars to hopefully get your replies boosted so it feels like twitter x doesn't really know fully where it's going still and so a lot of people have been jumping ship and have gone to threads and threads have had the most downloads that they've had since the launch. 
I don't really use threads at all. Do you? I, because I was like writing about this piece this week, I opened up the app again and then immediately closed it because I'm just like, one, I don't know who to follow on there currently. Mm, True. And two, I just, the things that I've seen, I'm like, oh, I've seen that on TikTok or I've seen that on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. I think the UI or the UX is is a, is a, of issue for me, the fact that you have to jump between things, it feels kind of clunky and you, do, you like you can't navigate to other forms of content as well. And it also yeah. doesn't seem as collaborative, which is what I really like on, on Twitter. So yeah. I've not had the best experience so far with threads, but I have seen them pushing it a lot more in the main feed. Like, like almost yeah. every time you go in there, there's a bunch of threads. Yeah. So both on Instagram and on Facebook, you're seeing threads. Mm. And the thing that they're actually getting a little bit of backlash on is the fact that you can't opt out of having your threads pushed onto Instagram or pushed onto Facebook. Mm. So you know how they highlight specific threads? You can't stop that from showing up on other platforms. Weird. And so they're getting a little bit of backlash on that. But Last week, Zuck said Threads is just under 100 million monthly actives at this point, which is pretty huge. That's a lot bigger than I expected. Yeah, absolutely. And then it's now, Meta is now getting to the point where they're going to be focusing on growing that community further. So they've released polls and gifts to the platform to hopefully increase engagement. And then Adam Mosery has also announced that Threads is working on creating an API. So that would be really beneficial to them because it could get content creators, it could get small businesses, all that kind of stuff to quickly schedule out content. But he did say that he's hesitant because it'll mean a lot more publisher content and not enough content creator content. Yeah. Yeah. And organic content. Yeah. And also the piece of the monthly active users, I wonder, because you're probably deemed a user if you simply just open the app, right? And so if if they're throwing all these threads in front of your face, how many people are just clicking one once a month and then they're deemed a user? Yeah, or even accidentally clicking it. That's what I mean. (laughs) Exactly, right? And then you open it up and you're like, oh, and then you leave right away. It's like, oh, they used it. So so I'm sure that number is a little biased. Yeah, super active. I don't know. I think it's going to be tough to come in and, and take what Twitter was, but I don't think they're trying to be that, I guess, because I also saw in a in a article... Masseri saying that they, they want to be far more creator focused and less news oriented focused. Yeah, he said that he doesn't want any news on the app whatsoever because he thinks it would take away from what they're trying to do on Instagram or on threads. Yeah. And maybe there's enough of a market for that kind of niche text based content, but I don't know. It, it's just, it's far less like if you're going the creator focused route, video is just such a far more engaging medium. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there will be niche people that find success in it. But in terms of taking over a huge amount of people, that's going to be a tough, tough sell. Well, and also, I think the reason that X is so successful or was so successful, because it, according to reports, it's lost about 13% of users in the past year. Okay. But the reason why it was so successful is because it was instantaneous. It had news immediately in your feed. You could really quickly interact with people and... I don't feel like that's how Threads is at the moment. Threads feels like a curated text. So it feels like Instagram for text because it feels so curated and just being like, ooh, I'm going to be so clean about this. And whereas X is like chaotic and people just put whatever out there. Yeah, it's the Wild West. And that's why I like it. That's probably why it's the second or third most 
app that I that I use most frequently. Yeah. And that's a very honest portrayal, I would say, of of, of threads. Whenever I see it, it seems very, very polished, very Instagram-esque. And yeah. I, I don't know. That's the only reason why I go to Twitter is because it is kind of unhinged. Yeah. And I, I love the un- unhinged. And I think that's yeah. where we should be at sometimes on, like, maybe we don't troll people. But, you know, it's just like, you should be able to put that stuff out there. And yeah, like, like we both have been commenting, Threads just feels more curated. And that's I think that's a, a reason it's not going to do as well as X. Yeah, I, I, if it helps improve the bottom line, I'm sure it's still worth it for them. But in terms of taking the market share from X, that's going to be real, real tough. They have the pockets to do it, but they got a big hill to climb, especially to get me on there. Like, good luck. I know they yeah. don't care about me, but I mean, like people that are, that you operate like I do. You on your platform. And they do. I know. They probably do. <laughs> but no, no, it's of course, they're all trying. Every app is trying to be the everything app. And yeah. I think that uh, it leads to some questionable decisions and things that don't age too well, but they got to try, obviously, yeah. right? So we'll see. It, I mean, it leads to Elon Musk trying to make X a dating website. So. Yeah, you, you, I saw that on the sheet. Give me more context to that because that's crazy. Yeah, so apparently he said in the next year he wanted to make X a dating website. Because they already have Facebook dating. So Facebook has their own dating app. I think that went away though, because I don't see it on my. I think it's a bigger thing in, in the states. Oh, okay. Because I used to see it all the time, and I'm like, oh, maybe I should try this, and then I just never clicked. <laughs> yeah, I've never used it either. If you're interested in Facebook dating to meet new people, yeah, I think it's still there. Oh wow! So Elon Musk said that he wants X to be a dating app in an all hands meeting on the anniversary of his Twitter takeover last week. So yeah, he just said that he wants. Obviously, he wants X to be absolutely everything. He wants it to be a payment processing. He wants it to be audio and video, which just released. And now in the next year, he says that he wants it to be a fully-fledged dating site as well as a digital bank. So bank and also date. All in one platform. (laughs) The the internet really is crazy. The fact that all these things are proposed and a lot of them happen. I Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Maybe he could make dating less less serious and, and make it a solid addition. Make dating fun again. <laughs> yeah, because there's a huge opportunity to make a dating app that doesn't suck. Yeah. And as much as we laugh about Facebook dating and and X dating potentially, <laughs> it's kind of a really tough name because X, yeah. not X. with your ex yep. Yep, yep, yep. partner or whatever, but whatever. They could make it good because if you look at any of the apps, they're always okay when they start and then they just become so money obsessed. So if a bigger company came in and was like, we're actually going to make this a really good experience, I could see it taking over. Because even people, yeah. I, I use, I've, been, I've used Hinge for the past like year and a half and it's been progressively getting worse and worse and worse and worse because they're just so obsessed with profits. Yeah, I can see that. And then Thursday was a great idea, but I just don't. Thursday, yeah, you talked about that before, but remind me. Yeah, so Thursday is an app. I think it's only in New York and London, maybe, okay. but where you can only open the app on Thursdays mm. and you have to see that person that night or like exchange numbers really quickly because the app closes after that Thursday and they have wow. events that night. So you can like say, hey, let's go meet up at this specific Thursday event and see if we like each other. Or you can just buy tickets to a Thursday event and meet singles in the area IRL. That's so interesting. That's, yeah. also so, 
so niche. Like it's that's so it. niche. And I mean, it has worked out. I don't know if it's doing as well as it was when it first launched, but I do have friends who have done it. And I do have a friend who actually met her partner through it. Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah, there, there's big opportunity for innovation in that space. And I think also think connection in general, like not romantic, even friendly, is yeah. a huge avenue for potential innovation. Because right now, it's not, it's not they're not even built, the current dating apps, for relationships. They're just built to keep you there and addicted and spending money. So Swiping, 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 swiping. That's it. Yeah. They're literally built like a casino. So yeah. with, with like occasional reinforcement. And, yep. and so everyone just gets really frustrated by them. So there is big opportunity and there's gotta be ways to make money and also have people happy with the product. Like, I feel like that's definitely possible. <laughs> like, why does this always happen where they just make it progressively more work, like more horrible to use. And like, just to make it, obviously it makes sense for them because they're counting the, the money behind it, but yeah, it's so frustrating it. as a user. Yeah. So maybe Elon Musk will help you find your next partner. That, I actually kind of like that because he would probably take a pretty light feel to it because yeah. he is so, however you would want to describe him, interesting, I'd say. Yeah. So I would try X dating way before I would try Facebook dating. Okay. Well, if it comes out next year, we are going to do a live episode with Ben with <laughs> X dating. I'll jump on there for sure and let you know how it's going down. Cannot wait. All right. Well, that is all we've got. That's all the little news from the week. It's definitely been a heavy social media week and with features and releases. But yeah, anything else that you've got, Ben, today? No, I think that's it. Obviously, make sure you're subscribed to the show because we do post weekly episodes like this covering news. And then also Mackenzie has some great interviews from the best minds in social media. So make sure that you are subscribed to the show. Please do that. Also, please follow us over on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, or X. We are at flick.social. We are also on YouTube where Ben makes incredible videos teaching people all about social media, how to grow your platforms, and please follow us over there. We are at flick.social on there as well. We've never talked about this in the pod. I don't know if we have time, but our channel got hacked. Did you know that? Oh, yes, our channel got hacked. It, that was fun for a day. Maybe we should talk about that. That could be the lead into next episode. We'll talk about what happened, how we dealt with it, because that was wild. Chaotic, I, yeah. yeah, I just check in. There's this guy live streaming on our channel. I was like, what? I didn't see that. I only saw like the changes that he made. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Because I was at a pub with a friend. And all of a sudden, I like got a notification that I was no longer have access to our account. And I was like, what's happening? I know. Yeah. Because it, it was pretty panic inducing for me, too. I go, I, I check in on Flick's performance, probably like a daily kind of thing. Once a day, just check in, make yeah. sure everything's okay. And on that check that day, it wouldn't come up. I kept typing Flick. And then there was like this weird logo popping up with a different name. I'm like, this is weird. What's going on? And then I click it and it's like, no, this is the channel, the exact amount of subscriber numbers, all this stuff. So I go to the back end and he had in fact hacked us and he was live streaming at the time. Oh my God. I'm yeah. I need to hear your story on that because I didn't hear this part, but yeah. oh man. So yeah, please go follow us over there and hopefully we don't get hacked again because Ben does make some really good videos and we don't want people stealing them. No, so they're still all up there. We're still all good. It was a scary moment, but uh, we'll talk about it more next episode. Yeah, absolutely. So we will talk to you then and you all have a great week. Bye.